Lauren and Molly, we are so happy you guys are joining us today on This Girl Life podcast. We feel really honored that you guys took the time and that you're able to talk about it, talk with us about this topic. Um, it's really important. And so we're really excited to share with our listeners kind of what you guys do and all about that. So welcome. Yeah. Uh, thank you. We're so Thanks happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, I miss you too. <laughs> I'm so happy to be like, I haven't talked to you in so long. I know. I was so excited. I was telling Whitney, I'm like, I like, I'm jumping back into my college days. I'm so excited. Yes. This is so well, fun. And it's, it's so funny because I feel like no time has gone by because of the lovely space of Instagram, which I'm sure we'll dive into that can be awful and also amazing where you like feel still connected to someone that you haven't seen in so long and just being able to see your beautiful family and life. It's just been so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Well, thanks. I appreciate Aww. that. So quick little story for our TGL listeners. So Lauren, Molly, and I all went to college together and Lauren and I were actually in the same sorority. We took, gosh, a ton of the same classes together, I feel like. And Lauren, I don't know if you remember this, but remember that video we made freshman year of college where we were like swimming in the pool? <laughs> yes. I actually, not that long ago, thought about, it was at my apartment complex, right? Where we yeah. for that like film class or something we were in. I don't yeah. remember what the class was. Um, yes, I remember that. I was I just that recently was... thinking about all those like little projects and I, I actually have them all somewhere. I would like need to dig them up and watch them because they're so funny. That would be so and there awesome. was like a goldfish or something involved, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Goldfish, like I don't, yeah. Oh my goodness. I want to see this video. Like this is what Pepperdine's about. This is so cool. We're like making movies. I felt so cool making these movies. It was so oh, fun. Amazing. So well, welcome, guys. Um, welcome. Really we're excited. excited to talk about Kind Campaign. Yay. Yeah, we're so excited to be talking with y'all. This is so wonderful. Good. Well, I'll dive into the first question. I Tell us how you guys started the Kind Campaign and the history just behind it. Yeah. So um, would it be helpful for us to clarify who's talking or I don't know. Yeah, probably... I know. We all sound like each other. It's going <laughs> to be... <laughs> Uh, well, this is Lauren. Maybe we'll just do that the first couple times. And I feel like maybe Perfect. at that point, people will understand who's who. Um, this is Lauren. Hi. Uh, so Molly and I both, um, had experiences, um, with bullying. I think probably everyone listening has experienced this in some way, in some form, um, at some point in their lives. It's such a universal thing. Um, for me, uh, middle school was just a really, really tough time. Um, and, you know, what specifically happened to me isn't really out of the ordinary from the things that we unfortunately hear all the time. Um, but really the effect of those experiences is what I think really stands out. And, you know, those experiences in middle school being ostracized, the rumors, the gossip, um, really being outcast from this group of friends that I had led me into a severe depression, um, which turned into an eating disorder that I battled for a few years. And I just completely lost myself in that experience and actually got to the point in seventh grade where I tried to commit suicide um, as a result of what I was going through. And, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm really open about. And actually, when we go into our assemblies, um, I do share that and talk about that because this is a reality that a lot of students, girls and boys are facing, feeling like 
you know, a solution um, or a way out of what they're experiencing is that is suicide Mm -hmm. and not really realizing the finality of that and what that actually means, you know, you're ending your life. And I think back on that time and I just had no um, foresight or like clarity into the future, realizing that there were so many chapters ahead and people I was going to meet and friendships in store and just like all these beautiful experiences that lied ahead. All I could focus on was that current experience, you know, just walking those middle school halls and feeling like it was my entire world. So um, I feel really honored to be able to share that part of my story, especially when we're in schools, just to remind girls that first of all, they're not alone. Um, but that, you know, there is more to life. This is not your entire world. This is just one chapter. And that if you're ever experienced, and this goes for anyone listening, if you've ever had thoughts like that, um, you know, even in adulthood, just to know how important it is to reach out and get help. I really didn't reach out to anybody and just kind of let it pile on and suffered alone. And, um, I think, you know, we all need help from time to time and it's okay to reach out and ask for that. And, um, so just to remind girls of that, but anyway, ever since going through that experience, um, I just felt such a passion for that topic. Um, and, uh, when we were at Pepperdine, Molly and I were both in film school or film classes together. Um, that's how we met. Um, and I had this opportunity to work for Tom Shadiak on I Am, his documentary, and was super inspired by that experience and felt like that could be a great way to um, shed light on this issue. And so the summer going into our senior year, uh, Molly and I sat down, we were just kind of catching up about the summer, and I shared this idea of doing a documentary about it. And Molly, which um, she'll dive in just a second about her experience, immediately um, started talking about what she had gone through in high school and Honestly, the only thing I can say or like the way I put words to it now looking back is that it was just a meant to be thing that we ended up in that conversation and and shared what we had gone through and just kind of immediately decided to dive into that film together as partners. Um, We had no idea during that conversation at Broadway Cafe in Santa Monica that it would turn into kind campaign and programming of thousands of schools across the world in 10 years of all the programming and things that we've done, um, we just wanted to make a film. And at that time, bullying had not been discussed um, really in any way. There was nothing nothing in schools, no conversation surrounding it. So we didn't really know what the reaction would be. And it was really through those initial interviews for the film that we became inspired to do more. Um, we kind of listened to these conversations and it felt like we were kind of popping the lid off of something. And at that point, yeah. we just looked at each other and we're like, let's just dive in. And the idea for kind campaign and assemblies and clubs and all that came to be. And um, I'll let Molly talk about her experience and kind of expand on those programs. But um, yeah, started with just wow. two girls <laughs> just feeling like we wanted to do something and having no idea what that would look like. And, you know, really it being rooted in personal experiences and growing up in a world where it felt like girls had this common experience and it was just kind of this rite of passage and we just wanted to figure out how we could change that. Wow. Wow. I know. I love you're so you're so open and honest about it. Like I so just appreciate that. So yeah, that's super powerful and it's it's really vulnerable. And I think that's what kind of draws people to you. And I can only imagine that in schools where girls are sitting there thinking the same thing, it's got to be incredible to see someone 
who is older than them and who has been through it and who sees the light on the other side after you've mm. shared that. And I, yeah. I can't imagine how powerful that is. Mm. Thank you. Well, I think a lot of, um, you know, Molly and I talk about how being the age that we're at and, you know, standing there kind of like as an older sister figure mm-hmm. to them rather than a parent or a teacher, not that it's not powerful coming from um, a parent or a teacher, but these girls really have like no concept of how old we are. Like when we, <laughs> if they ask how old we're like 31, 32, they're like, what? They like think we're 19, <laughs> which is so cute. Um, but I think that works to our benefit. Like you said, it just kind of puts us in their peer mm-hmm. group almost, you know, we're able to look at them and say, I remember if it truly feels like just yesterday I was walking in your shoes going through this and this is what I would have done different. And these are the resources I would have reached out to for help and, yeah. And to be able to stand there and be like, I feel like I was in the darkest place of my life in middle school, but I'm standing here alive and okay. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean life will ever be perfect, but there is so much beauty ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy when you're in that space, especially middle and high school to just kind of zone in on your current experience because that's, you've been stuck in this routine right now. That's kind of all, you know, so just to remind them that there's so much outside of those school hallways, um, it's so simple, but so powerful. Absolutely. Molly, what was your experience? Yeah. So, um, like Lauren mentioned, um, I had an experience in high school, um, with a group of girls that when, again, when we were like sitting in that, and in that restaurant. Um, and she shared this with me. I, you know, immediately, she had no idea that I had gone through what I went through during my junior year. And so I shared that with her then. And that's why I was just, um, you know, so inspired and, um, really wanted to kind of dive in, um, head first with this. So, um, yeah, it's because of my experience during my junior year and, um, similarly to like what Lauren said, you know, it's not anything out of the ordinary from what anyone else be likely experienced, whether it be in middle school or high school or even college. Um, you know, unfortunately this isn't something that ends when you graduate from, you know, high school or college. This is something that, um, we see take place between women, no matter what their age. And so, Um, For me, my experience was with a group of girls that I was friends with, and there was one girl within this group that didn't want to be friends with me anymore, but also didn't want any of the girls within this group of friends to be friends with me anymore. And so she kind of just did, you know, whatever she could to turn this group of girls against me. And um, I just dreaded going to school every single day. Um, I just felt so completely alone in what I was going through. And, um, and even so during that time, I very much like opened up to my parents about what I was experiencing and talked to, you know, friends from activities outside of school about what I was experiencing, but it still didn't help um, me when I was in those hallways, just feeling like I was the only one in the world, um, having the heavy emotions that I was having and um, dealing with the isolating experiences that I was dealing with. And, um, and 
like we, you know, have been talking about, it's so, um, I think, important and powerful to let girls and assemblies know that, um, you know, that they're not alone in what they're going through. Uh, because I wish, at the time, I wish I realized that, you know, that this was such a universal experience and that, you know, now through Kind Campaign, we're able to stand there and say, you have a support system of hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. And um, to just hold on to that when these feelings do feel so big and so isolating is so yeah. important. Um, and I also love to be able to share that at the end of what I went through um, my junior year, this girl um, who's kind of the main um, person that I was dealing with throughout that whole year, she apologized to me for everything that had gone on during that year. Yeah, it was, um, it was a really, for me, it was such a life-changing moment because that whole year I was just, uh, just questioning myself and, you know, wondering why were these things happening to me or if I could do something differently to make these things stop happening. And, um, you know, those are, similar questions to what we hear from girls who are currently going through, you know, whatever their own struggles may look like. And, um, and in that apology, you know, she shared with me that she, she didn't really know, you know, why she was doing those things and, um, and that she was just really, really sorry. And that's something that we often hear, you know, from girls who have said and done things that have negatively affected other people, because a big part of Kind Campaign's messaging is, you know, we're not pointing the finger at anyone. Um, Really, we're pointing it at ourselves, because we've all been on both sides of this issue. We've all been not only affected by the things that have been said and done to us, but in some ways, we've all said and done things that have negatively affected other people as well. And so realizing that and, um, you know, owning that and recognizing that because of that, we are the ones with the power to create change is so important. And when we talk about that in our assemblies, it's almost like a light bulb goes off. You know, when these girls realize the power that they have with their words and their actions and, um, you know, that they are the ones who are creating the experience that they're having while they're in school. And, um, And also recognizing, you know, the power of an apology and the fact that, um, you know, apologizing to someone can be life changing. And I know for me it was. And, um, you know, I love being able to to share that with the girls and and truly how, you know, powerful that was for me. I went on to have, you know, a great senior year experience and um, and I was able to see, you know, in that moment that there was light at the end of the tunnel and that that negative traumatic experience that I was going through during junior year wasn't going to be my entire world. Mm-hmm. And I know it's it's also, you know, not super common that, um, you know, someone has the courage to come and apologize. And I definitely right. didn't anticipate that happening, you know, earlier in the right. year. So yeah. um, it's... Wow. Uh, really powerful to be able to share that and, um, and, you know, for girls to see that we all collectively are the ones who create our experience with one another. Definitely. Wow. It sounds like the way you're describing that Molly is it really sounds like you're talking about mean girls. Like you're literally talking about the movie. And I think (laughs) it's, it's interesting in our current culture, how, at least for me, like Mean Girls was huge. I mean, when that movie came out, it was it was popular to be mean. And now you're seeing this trend 
moving towards, and I just love your guys' shirt that you can sit with us and what that says and the inclusivity of all of that. And I mean, have you, have you seen movements towards this like goal of changing the culture from mean girls to inclusivity? Have you, I mean, that's kind of been your goal in all of this is to change this culture of bullying. And have you seen it shift from this mean girls persona, I guess. And like, we kind of glorified mean girls for a long time to seeing movement towards changing it towards inclusivity? Like, yeah. Am I asking that question correctly? Like this culture shift from mean girls to not really. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) um, My phone did something weird and I didn't know if it. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Uh, No, you're totally like completely on the nose with that. Absolutely. When we started kind campaign, which now it's been 10 years. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary um, in February, which is about thank you. you. Amazing. Yeah. It's been actually a a year of big milestones for us. It's our 10 year anniversary. And then the second assembly on our current founders tour that we're on right now was Molly and my 500th assembly that the two of us have done, which was just wild. Like you kind of, I feel like we've been in like a tornado of kind campaign for 10 years. And it's like, good to just stop and and reflect on you know how much work we've actually yeah. done it's pretty crazy that's amazing um, that, congrats thank you yeah we're it's it's awesome we're really excited about this year it just means a lot to us but um anyway yeah you're you're totally right when we started this 10 years ago there just really wasn't um there's little to no conversation about this and um you know we've seen so many things change in that regard. Like, whereas when we started Kind Campaign, um, again, you'd walk into a school and there was no resources, no conversation about it. Um, and how much that's changed just specifically within school hallways is incredible. You know, it's rare now posters plastered all over the hallways that say, you know, this is a no tolerance zone when it comes to bullying. And if you're experiencing this, this is specifically who you should reach out to at school, or here's the kind club after school and all the information, or, you know, every single school has information all over, plastered all over the schools about what bullying looks like, why it's not okay. This is who you reach out to if you need support. And so just to literally see that evolution before our eyes in schools um, is, is amazing. And, you know, to feel like you're really a part of that change is, um, is awesome. I really feel like kind campaign specifically, um, you know, I, I, I feel proud to be able to say, I feel like was a part in, um, kind of nudging that, um, you know, that feeling of wanting to be kind and, and leaning into kindness and inclusivity and, um, yeah, you just, you kind of get this sense that students even, they feel like it's cool to be kind, like being mean is not cool. And, um, and you feel that on a global scale. I mean, obviously not to like dive into so many other types of things. So there's a lot of darkness <laughs> in the world and it's, it's a really confusing trying time right now. Um, while at the same time, you know, living parallel with that is this, I feel social, change and movement towards kindness and goodness and Mm -hmm. supporting one another and wanting to, um, you know, hear each other's stories. It's like, as much as there's, I feel, you know, a lot of 
confusing darkness going on in the world. And, you know, we hear about it all the time. There's also just such a beautiful movement towards kindness and, um, you know, recognizing each other's humanity and, um, and, you know, to be living during a time where that's so tangible is really cool and really special. And, you know, I just hope we kind of continue to move in that direction. Definitely. That's kind of why we started this Girl Life podcast is to just, you know, bring a positive light, you know, just be, be inclusive of topics and people. And we just want to share so, you know, so many different topics with people and, and do it in, in a positive way because there's not, you know, with social media and that's, I'm sure another change that you guys have seen over the last 10 years, how much that's impacted, um, bullying within schools um we just yeah. we kind of decided to to take a different route and try this podcasting you know podcasting side but um do you guys feel like social media is kind of that double-edged sword where it can be this place of goodness and encouraging but also can bring so much um you know hate and bullying towards one another yeah for sure um and i feel like similarly to what Lauren was just talking about with seeing this, you know, shift in schools and like being, having like a front row seat to, to that. We've definitely, um, had a front row seat to seeing how social media has, um, changed the landscape a bit for bullying. And, and like you said, it's, it's can be this amazing, wonderful, positive place where, you know, people feel connected, you know, we haven't seen each other in years, but like we feel connected to you still, which is amazing. Um, and so it like creates so many beautiful, um, like moments for people and, you know, connects people, um, in ways that we've never been connected before, which is incredible and, and also spreads movements. You know, when we first started kind campaign, Instagram didn't exist, which is crazy. Um, but like we used Facebook to, um, you know, tell people what we were doing on our road trip and like get interviews and find places to stay. And it really served, like it was an amazing tool and resource for us. And now, you know, we, we use social media in that way to spread positive messaging. And it's so incredible to see people, you know, connect with other people in the comment section of, you know, a post that we put up. It's, it creates really, really beautiful moments, but then I feel like we also have a front row seat to how it can create, um, just a really, heavy, negative, um, just like brutal, uh, space for, you know, particularly middle school and high school girls. And, um, in several ways, one, you know, they're girls and and people, um, we all are in some ways like connected to our phones. And so when things are going on with someone at school, not only can it spread so rapidly, um, you know, whether that's on social media or text messages or, you know, however that looks like for whatever that situation is, it can spread like wildfire just in, you know, yeah. seconds, something can, can trickle around the school, but then also there's no escape from those experiences when you leave school because you are so connected to your phone. And so yeah. when something is going on at school, it feels even heavier and it's amplified even more because you don't get to leave, you know, your school hallways and go Mm -hmm. home and forget about it or, or escape from it for even a few hours. Um, you're still 
right there connected to it. You know, it's at your fingertips and things are still taking place in this online world. Um, and we've seen firsthand just the effects of that and how just deeply that has impacted young girls and, and also just the stress of, you know, aside from actual bullying taking place online, but just like the stress of a keeping up appearances online and the stress of like uh, seeing social activities play out right before your eyes, you know, on Instagram stories or Snapchat Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, whatever it is that you're using, you know, you see a hangout take place after school that you weren't invited to. So that, that sting and that burn is immediate. Um, and it feels even more isolating. And so there's, there's so many ways in which, Unfortunately, it it definitely um, has negatively affected and I think amplified, you know, the ways in which people can bully each other, but then also like the weight of that and how that feels and how heavy that is. And, um, you know, in, in some ways, this is all still a very new um, tool and outlet and space. And I think not only middle school and high school aged people um, are learning how to deal with it. But I think adults are as well. You know, this is still something that we're totally. all trying to figure out like right. uh, yeah. what, how we, you know, utilize this to our benefit and, and not get sucked into, you know, some of the negativity that can come from it. Um, so hopefully as we continue to learn about this space, the negative aspects can, can be managed or, um, you know, kind of, we can figure out a way to, to minimize those because they definitely play a part in, in the bullying landscape. And then I think also just like the self-esteem and insecurity landscape, particularly for middle school and high school girls. Gosh, I think of that as an adult. I mean, every once in a while you'll see something on Instagram and you're like, oh, I wish I was there or that stinks. And I'm 31 and, you know, am pretty, confident I like to think, but I can't imagine having to deal with this as a 13 year old and going home, not getting the invite to go to the movies and then seeing it on Instagram. I can't imagine what that, that would feel like. And we didn't have to deal with that. I mean, shoot, we didn't get Facebook until we were in college. Thank, thank God. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we didn't have to deal with Yeah. That. I mean, ours was MySpace, like away messages and things and your top <laughs> friends on MySpace. And I, I just, I don't, I can't imagine being a 15 year old girl and trying to navigate just high school and then adding the additional stress that social media put would put on you. I, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would be like. It's pretty brutal for sure. Will you guys break, cool. will you break down a kind campaign assembly? I know Kristen is a little bit more familiar, but I, yeah. I'm a little bit, um, I'm less yeah. unaware of what happens at one. Totally. So we have um, the assembly that takes place in two ways. One is a founders assembly where Molly and I go into the school ourselves and host the assembly. And then kind campaign assemblies actually take place now pretty much every day of the school year um, across the world. And and those are led by faculty members or kind ambassador volunteers. That's our official um, volunteer program or teachers, um, parents. And so, um, but when Molly and I go into a school and um, if someone else is hosting it, it pretty much looks the same. Um, we go in, we share our testimonies. Um, so I share my story. Molly shares her story. 
Um, we ask a few icebreaker questions and then we screen the film. Um, the documentary that this all started with actually lives at the heart of all of our programming still. So um, cool. we show the documentary. Um, and then after the film, we have an interactive discussion uh, with them. So if we're not hosts, if Molly and I aren't in the school, um, there's specific questions that whoever's facilitating it um, asks their audience to kind of get a conversation going. And then um, both the founders assemblies and just other kind campaign assemblies led by other people. Um, <clears throat> after those questions, we dive into these three activities, the kind pledge, kind apology and kind card. So the kind pledge, um, everyone fills out a pledge related to the issue something that they want to um, do an action step that's kind of on their heart. And, um, and then we open the floor for a group of girls to come to the front and share their kind pledges, um, which is super awesome just to hear the things that they're feeling and um, just to kind of watch them feel empowered to share that in front of their peers is, is pretty cool. Um, and then everyone writes an apology to somebody. So the kind apology is really one of our favorite parts of the whole assembly because um, it's giving them the opportunity to make amends and to, um, you know, take ownership for the hurt that they've caused. Um, and everyone in the room can apologize to someone. We even share that Molly and I have used the kind apology to reach out to people in our own lives. And, um, and it's awesome just seeing these girls want to do that and want to make those connections and mend the hurt that's been going on for years. And so we don't open the floor for those, but they hand their apology to the person they've written it to after the assembly. Um, a lot of times they just can't even wait for that point and we'll be standing on stage and watch a girl from the top right corner of the bleachers walk all the way across the room and like hand someone an apology and hug. And oh my cry. gosh. It's, like, this, it's so amazing to be able to, you know, have a bird's eye view on, on those interactions. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and then wow. we finish up with the kind card where everyone writes something kind about somebody. Um, and then we open the floor for those. Um, and so, you know, not only giving the girls to uh, an opportunity to use their voice in a kind way and share something nice about somebody, um, but then seeing the reaction of girls receiving those kind cards, because a lot of times they're writing about people in those rooms, um, is really, really special. So, yeah, so we go through those activities and then um, we end with some closing messages, just kind of pieces of advice that we want to share with the girls. And, and, and that's it. It's a two hour program. Um, okay. And is it only female? Just girls. Yeah. Just, just girls. girls. Okay. Um, yeah. Having just the girls in the room, um, just creates a really sacred space that, yeah. um, there have been a handful of times where schools weren't able to separate the boys. And in those cases, we, you know, still do the assembly, but it almost, um, it definitely changes the dynamic. A lot of times, as you can imagine, these issues are about the boys. And so, right. um, it just doesn't really give them the same opportunity to feel safe where they can kind of open up. And, mm -hmm. um, but we always make sure that the boys are also doing something. Um, you know, we, we don't provide the programming, but we give them suggestions and, um, most of the time the schools bring in a local speaker and, and have kind of a similar experience happening for the boys. And, cool. um, so yeah, it's, yeah, just the girls and, nice. and we're really proud to say that all of our programming is, um, completely free of charge for schools and, uh, has been for the last four years now, four or five years. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, all of our assemblies, kind clubs, everything is free of charge. So if anyone's, um, interested in bringing that out, um, we'll share more about how to do that later, but, um, yeah. 
yeah, just to know that there's no cost associated is pretty cool. So Lauren, you kind of mentioned it um, when you started, but you talked about the Kind Ambassador Program. And so I kind of know a little bit about that. It's just allowing others to be kind of kind ambassadors for you. Do they work the program or what is their role if they're a kind ambassador? Yeah, yeah so... so Oh, oh. <laughs> go ahead. <Mom. laughs> um, yeah, so the Kind Ambassador Program we started, created, and started a couple years ago, um, really just because for so long people were asking, you know, how to get involved or how to volunteer, and we never really had like a set um, program in place. It was kind of like, well, just you know, I mean, the biggest way to get involved is to spread the word. Um, <laughs> But we came up with the Kind Ambassador Program, which basically equips people all over the world um, with the tools and materials to bring Kind Campaign programming into their community. So whether that looks like them actually being the one to host the assembly in the school or start and lead the kind club in a school in their community, or um, if it's them, you know, taking the tools and resources and assembly guide to the school, making them aware of it, and then getting them set up for them to do it on their own. It kind of um, varies depending on, you know, whatever that kind ambassador, what they want um, you know, their role to be and what they feel comfortable with. Um, and it's super, you know, adaptable to, um, however involved and however, you know, much they want to spread the programming. But yeah, we have kind ambassadors all over the world who, um, have brought our programming into schools and communities, um, globally, which is really, um, just, so special for us to see. And, um, and we love, you know, whenever we have, we review kind ambassador applications, um, daily, and it's just so exciting to see, um, how excited other people are to be able to bring this programming into their own community. And, um, it's really special for us to, you know, think about not only all of the communities and schools that are receiving this programming because of these kind ambassadors, but, um, you know, them feeling, um, that, uh, that feeling of being able to be the one to, to tell a school about it or to host an assembly. Um, we have some really active ambassadors who, um, it's just incredible to see what they've done with the program. So that's definitely something that, again, um, is just a volunteer program, but you can find out more information on our website about how to get involved because we do, of course, you know, have a process to kind of formally become a kind ambassador volunteer. So um, that's on our website and, um, and we'd love to have anyone listening who has, you know, a passion for this um, yeah. message or topic to definitely become a kind ambassador. Awesome. Perfect. We're going to put that for our listeners. We have a resource page on our website. So we will be, we will have a kind campaign designated spot so they can get all the information um, that we talked about with you guys here yeah. today. So don't you worry. Well, we got, we got you covered. <laughs> awesome. Yay. I, I know that we are all moms. I know that you guys all, Molly, you just had a little boy, right? Yes, I have. Um, okay. I have a two year, two and a half year old little girl and then a 10 month old little boy. Oh, so many babies. So I know as mamas and daughters, we all have daughters. I, one of my biggest fears is having Blakely, my little one bullied, you know, I think it's just in the back of my mind what that will do, you know, to her. And so 
and there's probably tons of moms listening. So what, what do you think we can do as moms to help decrease the rate of bullying between girls and with our, between our daughters? Mm, That's such a good question. And, um, I think there's a lot we could say to that. Um, maybe we'll both chime in. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately with bullying, with this specific topic, it's not so black and white. Um, and you know, every story looks different. And a lot of times as parents, there's no way to really detect or know exactly what's going on. You know, we send our kids to school and, um, well, we don't yet, but we will one day. <laughs> um, but just thinking, you know, about my own parents, like they had no idea. I mean, they knew something was going on, but they, and they knew even details about what had happened to me, but they didn't know how deeply I was affected. Like for me to get to that point that I shared earlier, like that was not on their radar at all because I hid it from them because I was scared of what that could mean. You know, I I think that's just a really common thing. So, um, you know, I share your sentiments and it's so scary to think about. Um, but there's a few things I'd say to that. Um, first of all, just making sure there's an open line of communication between you and your child, of course, and um, even sharing things that you've been through, I think is really, really important because it kind of breaks down that wall a little bit. And like I shared earlier, a lot of the connection we make is, you know, being able to relate ourselves to the girls that we're speaking to and standing there and, you know, saying, I've been in your shoes. And so sharing things, you know, whether you've been bullied or even if you were the person that was bullying someone like to share that too and why you wish you would have done that differently and what that would look like and even sharing the guilt or regret you have over that like I think it's really important as parents um to humanize ourselves a little bit and to show them you know we're not perfect and we've also had our feelings hurt and um and hopefully when you do that that they'll feel a little more comfortable to share you know the things that that they're going through Um, and you know, something that I really want to hopefully ingrain very clearly in, into my daughter's life is just the idea that you don't have to stay friends with someone who makes you feel bad. You know, I think it's so, you know, it's so socially acceptable and like, we don't even think twice about breaking up with someone in a romantic relationship, but sometimes you have to break up with your friends (laughs) in a way, you know, like, this idea that yeah. you don't have to suffer and like be friends with someone who makes you feel bad. And, and that's something we talk about in our assemblies is, um, you know, just because you were friends or, you know, you've been friends since first grade doesn't mean that you have to be friends now. And, you know, it's completely normal and human to grow in different directions and to become different people and to, in, in that evolution, to just not really be on the same page or, you know, if someone's feeling hurt by someone just to focus on relationships that do make you feel good. Um, and that it's okay to not be friends with, with certain people. Um, and, and that doesn't mean it has to be drama. It doesn't mean that you have to be talking behind each other's backs and, you know, have it become this whole dramatic gossipy thing. It's just go your separate ways. And, and I think that we need to normalize that a little more for adults too. I mean, that's also a very important thing in adult relationships too. I'm sure a lot of people are nodding their heads right now, like (laughs) thinking about that girlfriend or guy friend who like gives you anxiety. It's like, don't, you know, you shouldn't, you don't need to feel tied and obligated to a relationship that makes you feel that way. Um, if you, if it was a girl or friend or a boyfriend, like romantically, you know, you break up with the person. If it's, if you feel that way with a friend, it's okay to 
not be with that person in a friendship. So I think that's a really important thing to talk about. Um, and then one, uh, one other thing I wanted to share is um, the importance of extracurricular activities. Um, thinking back on my experience, um, I was really involved with Young Life, which was a lifesaver for me. Um, I wrote music and like writing poetry and songs and um, playing tennis, like all of those extracurricular things were such an important escape for me. Um, and so listen to your kids and ask them what they're interested in and in, and if you're able to provide those resources for them or, you know, find groups of kids that are like-minded that they can kind of escape those school hallways and connect with, I think is really important because it, it allows your kids to um, create a sense of confidence and identity outside of your school hallways um, and also relationships, friendships and community outside of school. So, you know, we all have to go to school. It's part of the routine of life and, and it is what it is. But if you can find those spaces outside of that so that, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday, your daughter's going to soccer, or like going to acting class or whatever that is. So she can just dive into something that she loves and, and be surrounded by people that love the same things that maybe don't go to her school and don't know what her identity looks like inside those hallways that so she's able to yeah. just be herself and leave those anxieties at the door. Um, I think that's a really important, healthy thing. Those are amazing tips. And I feel like I'm like writing them down as a 31 year old mom. I'm like <laughs> toxic friendships, extracurriculars. Like those are such important lessons that we can have from being little girls all the way up into our adult age. And I think yeah. you touching on them just like like you said, I think everyone who's listening is nodding their head because they're agreeing yeah. with you and they're relating in some way to their own life. Well, and you actually just reminded one thing that I, I think is probably the most important out of anything is taking a look at yourself and what your relationships look like with other women. You know, your kids are watching you and how you model your own friendships, that's going to affect them. So if you're talking behind your friend's back, if you're on the phone and your kid's in the other room and you're gossiping about the mom neighbor down the street, like that's, you're sharing with your child that that's okay. And that's how you treat your friends. And so checking yourself as well. And again, we're not perfect and, you know, these things happen, but making sure that you are modeling the types of friendships and relationships that you want to see your own sons and daughters experience in their lives is probably truly the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. I love all of that. It just like <laughs> makes me so happy that we're talking about this. Just makes me so happy. Mm. So important. It is. So outside of Kind Campaign, do you have any other resources that you guys recommend for parents or young girls that are struggling with this? Do you have any other, I mean, you've touched on a lot of good points, but is there any other resource that you've really relied on or that other moms and parents can rely on? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, nothing is springing to my mind. Um, just because I feel like we, you know, obviously work within the space that we do and we try and if there's a resource that we think would be beneficial, um, we try and provide it. Yeah. Um, so through something that we haven't actually talked about, um, that we do offer through kind campaign is we have, um, an in-house counselor that, um, we make available to whether it's like people who, 
either parents or, or students um, who email, um, who are, you know, dealing with something either with their child or it's a, you know, child emailing, it's something that they're dealing with at school um, where they need extra support and guidance. Um, we connect them with, um, with that person. And then also oftentimes after assemblies, um, founders assemblies, Lauren and I are there and, um, you know, girls are coming up to us and, and sometimes sharing really heavy traumatic things that are going on in their, you know, whether that's in their school life or home life, um, that it's obvious that they, they really need to be connected with someone. Um, and so of course we, you know, connect them with a counselor at their school, but then we also make our in-house counselor, um, available to them to get extra support, um, in that way as well. So, wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. That, yeah. It's, um, that's a resource that we, you know, are really, um, just feel so happy to be able to offer because that's, um, mm -hmm. that is also free of charge, you know, for anyone who, wow. um, we, we connect them with. Um, and, you know, I think whether it's, you know, connecting with that resource within kind campaign or, or looking for, you know, a local counselor or, um, you know, someone to talk to in your area, whether it's for you or your child, um, you know, Lauren touched on this earlier, but just talking about, things that we're dealing with in our lives, um, whether it's, you know, something that we experienced in middle school or high school or something that we're currently experiencing, um, opening up about that is so important. And I think, um, you know, that would be like the number one resource, um, would just be like connecting with a counselor, um, or, you know, or psychologist or, or something like that in, um, your area, or, you know, if that's something that you don't know how to do, um, reaching out to kind campaign and we can connect you, um, with our resource there. Um, but besides that, I don't know that there's any, um, other like resources or programming that, that come to mind. Um, and I think part of the reason why is, um, what we do, you know, specifically focusing on female relationships, um, is so, is so specific. And I, and I, I don't know that there's any other program, um, or organization who, who addresses what we specifically address. No, I um, think that's amazing. You guys cover it all. I didn't realize about the therapist. I think that's a really cool thing you guys do. Yeah. We, thank you. we just released or we're releasing an episode with a therapist tomorrow talking about the importance of therapy, even as adults. So peeling yes. back those layers. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. So I think that is an incredible resource to offer. Yeah. It's so important. It really it, is. It is. What, what, what's the best piece of advice? We ask every guest this, by the way, we'd <laughs> love to ask this. And since you guys are best friends, so Maybe mm -hmm. it will be from you guys. You're each, you'll, <laughs> this is something from each other. But what's the best piece of advice you're, that you've ever received from a best friend? Mm, I love that. Well, I don't know that it's a piece of – well, I guess it becomes a piece of advice. Um, so one of my best friends, his name is Jed, um, he – I was on – a trip with him and he read this poem um, by Hafez that I think it's, I, it's, it's like one of my favorite quotes. I guess it's not, I don't know if it's a quote or a poem, but um, it's the, like one of my favorite collection of words ever written. Um, it says, it goes, um, 
And still after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. And I like, I remember when he said that for the first, he read that to a group of people I was with. And it just like, just this imagery that the sun every single day keeps everything on the earth alive. And like, without the sun, nothing works. Like we wouldn't exist yet. Even though it does everything the earth needs to do to live and breathe and, and have everything and everyone and us exist, it never tells the earth you owe me. It's not like, oh, look at everything I'm doing for you. And here's my checklist of things I need for you to do for me. And I think that like, it just like hit, I just got chills. It just hit for me. Hit <laughs> I know it like makes me want to cry. It's so beautiful. And it's so, mm-hmm. it's like for me, one of the most pure collection of words I've ever heard because you can apply that to everything romantic, you know, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your friendships, your, you know, relationship with your child to not, I feel like it's so common to kind of like have this secret checklist or like keep tabs on people or to feel jealous or, you know, like specifically to friendships, like to get jealous if like one of your friends becomes really good friends with your other friend, like, why am I not invited? Like being worried about being left out or, you know, just all, I feel like there's just so much, so many tabs that we keep on everyone. And part of that is just being a human. And I think is very natural and it is what it is, but to be aware of that, to be self-aware and to just love openly and freely with an open hand and an open heart and to not like, to not expect things in return, to not love people in order to get something in return, to just love. Mm -hmm. And And I think that, I mean, it's maybe easier said than done, but I don't know. I think just having that um, self-awareness and and thinking about your relationships that way, I feel like really can, I don't know, help uh, put you on a path to just really pure, genuine, healthy relationships. Like, you know, just, just doing things purely out of your heart rather than, you know, so that you get something in return. I, I love, love that. that. I do too. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Molly, what do you, that, right? Oh yeah, my best. goodness. I'm supposed to follow <laughs> that up. Are you <laughs> I think we, I think we all together just heard it from Lauren <laughs> via Jed. Um, man, well, as she was talking, I was sitting here like trying to think of something and I'm like, really, I, I don't know that I, I, I'm not sure. Um, it is a tough I, question. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good question. We stump I, people I, every time. I, <laughs> well, I feel like there's like, um, I'm, I feel like there's so much that I'm like constantly learning all of, all the time from, you know, the people in my life and, um, whether that be like from, friends, um, about how, you know, like things that they do that like, where I feel really loved and it like reminds me of what it means to be a good friend. And it reminds me like, I want to, you know, do that, um, in my own life to like show, show my love right back to them. Um, or whether that's like moms, um, you know, friends of mine that are also moms that I'm like going to them for (laughs) advice about any number of things, right? you know, with my kids, I feel like I'm just constantly, um, learning from the people in my life and like the friends that, um, you know, I surround myself with, which I, as 
you asked that question and as I was sitting here trying to think of like one specific piece of advice, it was just, it was actually a really cool moment. Cause I was like, I feel like there's so many things that I'm like constantly learning, um, from my friends, which I think is a really beautiful and amazing thing. And I feel very lucky that, that I'm sitting here feeling stumped with this question because I feel like it's, um, I feel like I'm just constantly (laughs) learning by the way that my friends, you know, treat the people in their lives. And then, um, I'm, you know, whenever I pick their brains about things, I'm like, oh yes, thank goodness for this community (laughs) that I'm surrounded by. And I feel so lucky that I can, um, you know, uh, go to people in my life with, with questions or, um, you know, just share things that are going on and, and get their advice and feedback. And, and I think that even goes back to how important it is to open up to people about things, because I feel like if you don't do that, then you don't allow yourself the opportunity to learn from people. Um, you know, if you're like not opening up, whether that's to a friend or a therapist or, you know, whatever that looks like, like, then you're not, allowing yourself the opportunity to continue to learn. And I think that's something that I feel like um, you can forget as an adult, uh, but it's so important, I think, to not forget that and to be on a constant like quest to continue to learn and grow and, you know, remember that um, that never stops and that we are constantly um, able to to kind of like use our life experiences and continue to, um, you know, be a better person and friend and, um, you know, citizen. And, yeah. um, so to constantly have those moments is, f- feels very special. Yeah, Molly, I think, oh. yeah, no, <laughs> no ahead, that was beautiful. Like that yeah. was beautiful too. <laughs> Molly, oh. I think you just really touched on when Whitney and I sat down to do TGL, that was the feeling we want people to have is we want a place where, women can go and feel confident in themselves in the information they have and in the friends and the community that they're building. And that's one reason why we always ask this question is because we're, we in this podcast are trying to build a community of friendship. And Mm. I hope that when people think of TGL, they feel that same feeling that you just had of like, Oh my gosh, like it was such a warm community where I went and learned great things, listened to amazing women talk about great topics and give me all of this cool stuff. And I feel like you just, in what you said, you just like defined TGL for what Whitney and I were trying to do. And so I think oh, that I was love that. really cool. Like, I feel like you just spoke right to our heart when we were oh. trying to figure this out. So, oh, that's so cool. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, last question. So kind campaign, where, when is your next school tour? How do schools apply? Where can we find you? And like we said, we're going to link all this information in our resource tab, but just so that all of our listeners can kind of know right off the bat where they can go to find you and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So, um, everything can be found at kindcampaign.com. Um, our social handle is at kind campaign. Um, we are currently on our 15th founders tour. Um, we're really actually smack in the middle of that right now. Um, but the submission window for our upcoming fall founders tour will probably open sometime in April or May. Um, and then, like I said earlier, kind campaign assemblies take place pretty much every day of the school year. So if you want to, um, lead one now, we actually really suggest you dive in and 
and don't necessarily wait for the founders assembly because um, like we'll get like three or 400 submissions for, for a tour. And Molly and I can only speak in about 30 to 40 schools. So um, there's no guarantee that your school will get chosen, but you can um, do an assembly right now and it's free of charge and we provide all the materials and everything so that you can do that. Um, and that's all on kindcampaign.com. Um, and so, yeah, all the info's right there. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we are so happy, so blessed to have, have you guys on today. So thank you so much for sharing with this girl life podcast, everything that you are doing to just better the world with kind campaign. It's truly been great to talk to you girls. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and thank you, like you said, for, you know, having a passion to provide this space because I, I do think it's so important and something I just want to encourage like everyone listening, you know, if, if you don't feel like you've found your people, I think that's such a common thing, like keep looking and, and similar to what we were saying about, you know, enrolling your kids in extracurricular things like go, you know, your local community has groups and things that you can join to meet new people. And, um, you know, the internet has been an amazing way to do that and just keep searching because, there are good people out there. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that feel a deep loneliness who feel like they are never going to find friends like that. And, um, you know, like you said, it's spaces like this that can start making those connections. And, um, and I just hope that you continue to search for those people because they're out there. They are. Thanks guys. We appreciate you so much and we can't wait to chat with you guys soon. It was so nice talking with y'all.